Welcome, everybody, to the All Even Podcast exclusive interview. I am your host, Barry Grant Jr. Who we have on the show today is my good friend, Ty Butchery. He is back. You know, the last time we did this, he was the guest as well. So, you know, glad to have my man back on the show. What's up, Ty? What's up, Barry? Thanks for having me, man. I'm uh, I'm glad we can make the time work. It was kind of hectic there with baseball, but yeah, I always yeah. love coming on the show, man. You're a great host and you're you're hustling and I respect it so much. So thanks for having me. Nah, man, I appreciate you, man. As, as always, like, you know me, I, I'm I'm patient. I, I will wait. I'm not going to harass you and all that stuff. So like, you know, we tried to coordinate a couple of times, but you know, you're, you're, you're busy doing your thing. So obviously, you know, I got to wait on your time, but it, it's all good, man. You know, it worked out and you know, we're here now and we're going to, we're going to have a lot of fun. Absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah, man. So, you know, I definitely want to just deep dive into, you know, obviously, you got signed to the Astros organization, you know, it's a fresh start, um, you know, kind of take me through the process of like how that, you know, we kind of talked about it before, but definitely like, you know, how Houston was the one that, that, that you chose and decided on and, and, and kind of, you know, went from there. Yeah. So, uh, well, first off, thanks for being so, res- you know, respectful towards the schedule. And that's what honestly makes a good host is you understand how the athletes are and your, your hosts and, I appreciate you not getting upset because it was like a couple of times I, we had something and yeah. schedule got mixed up last minute. So thanks for understanding that. And to, uh, you know, just to get into your first question, man, um, this, uh, this last off season was crazy. I mean, I was basically training out in San Diego, working with Doug White, former angels pitching coach. And, um, you know, him and I really did a lot of groundwork to basically get my body and get my system unlocked to even handle a load. I was out of shape still. I still wasn't, my fast twitch muscle fibers weren't there. Um, you know, I have a pretty good sense awareness of where my body is and I knew it wasn't where it needed to be, to be MLB caliber. And so we worked hard for three, four months and um, it all kind of came down to a couple things. I had an agent, I was currently over at uh, Vayner Sports, Gary V's agency, working with a great agent, Greg Ginsky. Um, just the relationship to me wasn't going in the direction that I thought uh, both of us, it was, you know, it was, it was a very understandable situation. I left, um, I kind of wanted to go more of a private uh, route with Doug. Uh, the pitching coach was actually, he's been my agent representing me. So different dynamic than anything I've ever done. Um, different dynamic for him. You know, I was his first client. Uh, he, Doug was a former um, pitching coach, coordinator, bullpen coach for the Houston Astros. And so, he had a very good connection with the Astros and uh, Doug's respected throughout the baseball world. So I think for me, it was more or less, I need to get back to throwing hard, um, seeing, you know, consistent velo, averaging 97, which is what I averaged in 2018 and 19, throwing the good slider like I did and throwing my changeup and just getting outs. And, you know, I threw up a monster year in 19, man, my rookie year. And so that's always been the cop. That's been what I've been trying to get back to. And so, going through all this training, finding this rhythm and this balance. And I'm a big guy, I'm 6'6", 242 pounds, man. So it's very, uh, there's a lot of moving pieces, putting it, putting it all together. And so we did, uh, you know, I got a video out or I basically threw, I hit 98. Um, that was what secured the deal for me. And once I hit 98 in a bullpen back then, we sent it to a couple clubs and immediately right there, I got interest. It's like, oh, he's throwing 98 again. And I'll get into that later in the show, but that's kind of the whole how I got to the Astros, and the rest has just been even more of a crazy roller coaster. Right, right, right. So you get there, so, yeah. 
Yeah, you get there, you know, you you you, you get signed, you sign with them, you're throwing throwing gas again. So you get down there, obviously spring training, um, and then obviously you get option to to AAA. So did you expect that to happen, like throughout the entire thing, or was there a was there a chance that you might have made the big club? And you know how how did that process go? Yeah, I mean there was a chance. I was uh, competing for a spot out of seven other you know, relievers and it's the best bullpen in baseball. I mean, they dominated They're They were the best club. They won the world series. Um, man, it's, yeah, no, I was playing with the best. And so for me to make that team, I had to be the best. I had to be at that level. And there was flashes, you know, there was a couple of games where I'd be 94, 97, wipeout changeup, good slider, electric fastball. And then there'd be games where I'd walk two or three guys, give up a couple of hits. Velo would be 92, 95. And that was kind of my MO throughout this whole year, even this year in Sugarland is, you know, I have a couple of games where I was like, whoa, that felt good. That felt really good. Um, and then there was games where it wasn't. And so I'm sitting here trying to put all these pieces together, compete, throw hard, train, get all my sleep schedule, get back into the competitive mindset of being a high inning reliever. And Houston understood that, you know, they, I think at the beginning, they understood that. I wish they would have understood how much, this process is and of me getting back to my former self I, I think this is a business at the end of the day and I got released and it was a very simple thing saying hey you know we see your value but we're not going to use you we're not going to use you this year and for that we're going to grant you release and it was a very honest direct message and I actually respect that because that doesn't happen a lot in the world people don't you know they kind of sugarcoat it um but it was cool um I was like I said, in spring training, I was throwing well, had some really good games. I had some bad games. And so for me, being a competitor, man, I thought I could get in there. I thought I could get in the bullpen. I thought I had a shot. Um, looking back, it's kind of was unrealistic given where I was. I mean, I, I think in order to crack that pen, I would have been needing to be 97 to 100, 86 mile an hour slider, throwing my changeup for strikes, punching a guy, you know, striking a guy out or two in any. And it wasn't, it wasn't the case. And so, man, it was awesome four months. I learned a lot. I got a lot better. Um, I actually dominated AAA. Uh, I had one blow up game. I had like a two year ERA through 17, 18 right. innings. And then I had gave up five runs in Vegas. And like two days later, I got released. So I'm like, really? Like I just dominated for 14 games and I gave up one bad game out of 16 and I get, I get canned, but it was never for developmental reasons you know they signed me because they wanted to use me in the big league club and they said hey ty you know we're not going to use you the big league club you're out and the only thing that sucks is i don't get a paycheck right now right um and i don't get free free meals a day so but it's part of it man yeah no nah, i hear you man i hear, i mean listen you know i think going into this year obviously you know you did i'm sure you had lofty goals but i'm sure in the back of your mind it was like listen this is a process right like i I have to get myself back into that throwing mode of of being consistent, of hitting that gun consistently, of of you know getting my grips down and stuff like that. And I and I'm sure there were times where you definitely were frustrated um, with the lack of you know velocity consistency. Now, when you when you broke the fit, like when you fractured your finger, like what? How did that feel? Like you know the fact that you were you know you're down there and it's just like oh my goodness, like how how did this come up now? You know what I mean? Dude, you know what, like the finger deal was crazy because I 
I was kind of, I was pitching well. I was coming in late innings. You know, I, I was still, I didn't really give up a run through like six or seven innings. And then I was in, and I was in this, in the middle of this, I'm working on my delivery in game, working on it, trying to feel for that 98, trying to get back to it because hitting 98 and then sitting 98 consistently, it's a whole nother animal. You know, you have to right. really own that velocity. You can, a lot of pitchers hit 99, 100, and then they sit 94, 95. And so for me, I was sitting 93. And that's not what I, where I need to be. And so I'm always out there changing stuff, getting frustrated. And I just made a, honestly, a stupid decision. I, uh, stupid decision, but I'm kind of glad it, not glad it happened, but, um, I, the ball, like I was getting a lot of sync on my fastball, which is usually when my mechanics aren't great. I get a lot of sync and downward action versus carry and staying through. And the guy hit it. Uh, ground ball back to me. It had a bunch of top spin and I like barehanded it, which is I've never barehanded a ground ball back at me in my whole career. It's like the wow. one thing you do as a pitcher is you never barehand the baseball. Right. And so I barehanded it because I was just, yeah, I was like already kind of pissed. I was like, gosh, dang it. Like I kind of wanted to be cool. I think too, like I wanted to just barehand the ball and flick at the first base and dude, it, it, um, it clipped the top of my fingernail, Ooh. like broke off the top of the nail. And then, this like snap back in the joint. Uh, I can't see where I'm, I'm backwards right now, but the joint right here on the inside of my inside of my right finger uh, got like fractured and wow. hairline fracture. Went down to Florida, got rehabbed, got everything, and kind of came back right into the same groove. You know, 92, 95. But then there were some games where I started hitting 98 again, and um, it just wasn't enough to yeah. you know stay with the Strohs. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, listen, you know, that, that this is the game, right? It's it's a it's a production business. And, you know, if they're looking for certain things, you know, with relievers nowadays in the game now, it, it's they want guys that throw hard. You can be able to locate. They want that. Yes. But they also want you to be hitting a certain, you know, mile power. So, you know, oh, yeah. the fact the fact that you, you know, you 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 went through the process and you, you got released like, you know, that the 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 I.G statement that you that you put out man it, it really it really was thought out it was well written uh it hit me hard because it was like man like this is a guy that you know has been through the ebb and flows of like this whole process right like you know the fact that you lost the the passion for it and then you know going through covid you and sam trying to figure things out and then you gain the passion back and then now you're in this new phase of your life where you're you're going to dedicate, you know, your entire your your entire being to being a better pitcher. And just just, you know, just the words that you put there, man, was was definitely profound. It was dope. Um, and, you know, just kind of take me through that process of like actually writing that and, you know. The piece that you're at right now, you know, what I mean, like you, you, you have I think there's a piece to you that, um you know, when we talked all those years back, wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. Are you talking about the post I just did a couple of days ago or the one yeah. way back when? Yeah. Yeah. The post a couple of days ago. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like that's kind of the same deal. Like, I mean, I try to be, I, I know social media can kind of make things sound a little bit more dramatic and stuff. I always, you know, and people, people always are out here doing things and for attention and stuff. And so everything I post, I never want it to be like I'm seeking attention, but I do want to create a transparent and authentic way of like how my brain thinks. So like, that's how I think and that's how I feel. 
I don't try to type or do anything that's like not how the words I would say or talk to you. And so when I read these, sometimes I'm like, Sam, does this sound kind of cheesy? Does this sound corny? And she's like, no, that's just how you always talk. And so that's kind of like how I framework getting into like, what do I want to say right now? Because I will usually just try to speak from the heart. It's easy for me. I don't feel like I'm phony. I don't feel like I'm lying to myself or to anybody. So I always try to speak from the heart. And that's kind of what I did a couple of years ago when I needed to say something. And then recently I posted that, that similar, uh, just kind of a different light, just kind of giving an update on stuff. And, you know, a lot of people, man, when they see all the work I was posting the last year and a half after coming back from the game, going to sign with the Astros, you know, doing all these things. And then for me to be released, it's kind of like, dang, man, like, I thought the story, you know, it's kind of like the plot thickens. It's like, I thought he was going to be with the Astros. I thought I was going to be with the Astros. I thought I have a shot of winning a World Series this year. I thought everything, the gravy train would be, would be back. And then it's like, it just happens just like that, which was, uh, it, it was sad. Like it was actually um, saying goodbye to my teammates. I really built a good um, camaraderie with the guys there and they're awesome dudes. And I just respect them a lot. And so like when you leave that situation, I just kind of wanted to verbalize that, you know, and contextualize that through IG and let people know um, what's on my mind, what's the update, what's happening and what I plan on doing and where my mindset is. And so, you know, and that's kind of what I wanted to take people through. It's like, hey, guys, I just got released. Um, I, I don't think most athletes go out there and say, hey, I got released. This can be kind of embarrassing, but I don't really care about that. I don't really care about what people think. I've never... I used to a lot and how I, I don't as much. Um, and it's just a good tool for me to like, Hey, this is what I'm going to put out here. And also it's just the update of this community. Like I've been on social media. I was one of the first on, you know, back in when Instagram came out, my wife, Sam, she does a bunch on social media. I have a lot of fun on it. I have a lot of fun talking with fans and friends and yourself and I meet a bunch of people. And so, People are bought into my story um, because I want them to be bought in. I want them, I want to take this journey with them and with the people that support me. I don't want to take, I don't want to do something with people I, that don't support me. I mean, not to, not to throw hate on it, but it's like, cool, if you don't support what I'm doing or how I say it, no problem. But I'm going to be myself all the time, authentically, if I can, as much to my ability. And so that's, that's all that was. That was just me updating everyone saying, listen, guys. I got released by the Astros. Like I narrowed in why I even like playing this game. I was starting to narrow it in last year. It's to throw hard. It's energy being in a stadium, um, meeting a ton of cool people, uh, meeting like-minded individuals, hard workers, you know, get better, goal-oriented, self-improvement, growth mindset people that I like being around because when I'm around those people, it helps me become better. And so that's kind of where I wanted to say, I wanted to kind of set the record straight. You know, I'm not running away saying I'm going to quit again, or I'm going to retire. I'm going to double down and work even harder. And so that's, uh, that's what I wanted to convey to people. And so now it's, you know, it's back to, I, I posted today, like day one, getting better, get better. Like, that's it, man. Like, that's all, that's all we're trying to do, Barry. Like if you're in a job or you're in a profession and you're not trying to get better and you're just okay with the status quo, I'm not going to hate on you, like do your thing. But for me, dude, I, we got one life on this, on this rock floating in the middle of nowhere. It's like, I'm going to actively every day, try to do something that's getting better. Right. You know, like I, I truly believe that if you take that mindset, 
you're you're going to fail a lot. You're going to fail a lot, but you are going to learn a lot about yourself and about your profession that you may have never knew. No, absolutely, man. I mean, like, you know, just like you said, like, you know, you, you, you connect with so many people. And I think, you know, a lot of people took that journey with you, myself included. Right. So, you know, we felt like we were a part of the Astros, you know what I mean? And, and you going through the journey and you fracturing is, you know, every, every ups and downs, every achievement is like, man, you know, we, we felt it with you. So, you know, this journey that you're on, I think it's, I think it's inspiring, especially for a lot of, you know, the kids that are coming up, the, the, the minor leaguers that are going through their careers and, you know, things may not go the way they envisioned it when they got signed or whatever it is, but you just got to stay the course and, you know, keep pushing on. And there's going to be a lot of disappointments down the road. But when those when those those wins come, they're going to feel so much better. You know, what I mean, so it's 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 yeah. definitely oh, yeah. it's definitely dope, man. Like, you know, that that's why like, I, I, I'm glad that that I got to talk to you today because, you know, that post was so fresh. And, um, you know, I think it, it, it inspired and touched a lot of people, man. No, thank you, Barry. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah. It means a lot. No, definitely, man. So what what is what is the plan now for the for the rest of the rest of the off season? You know, you you obviously you're gonna have your off season training, but what what else is going on? What else is gonna be going on? Is is Drip Social coming back? Like what what are we? Yeah, Drip. Man, <laughs> Drip inspired a lot of this, dude. Drip was uh, geez, Drip was a crazy time of life for Sam and I, man. It was. I I posted something way back, like uh, I think three months ago, kind of talking about. Because when you see Drip on the outside, you're like, what is this, man? Like, this is crazy, eccentric, got neon, got graffiti, got, you know, EDM music. And I love all three of those things. It's kind of, you know, you may not think so, but I love, uh, I just love that type of culture, that 90s, like retro, like, I don't know, it's just a cool thing. And Sam and I just being in this content world, her being a creator, me all just being an ultimate consumer. Um you know, I, I like, I like learning about this. And so drip to me was, it was more of a, um, it was just, it was something it was, it, well, to tell you, to be honest, it was intended to teach people how to create and edit. That was the right. premise of the whole thing. It was a, um, it was a social, you know, drip, meaning like cool, awesome content, you know, it's dripping, like it's awesome content. It's going to, you're going to watch it and you're going to be like, damn, that's sick. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, because my wife is an amazing editor and that's how I feel when I watch her content. And so she inspired me a lot to do that. Um, and we were also, you know, we were kind of living like a hippie life. We were in a <laughs> RV for 10 months, man. So like, we just were, it was, there was a no rules kind of uh, lifestyle going on for Sam and Ty. So uh, since then we've dialed it back just because like we, we tried to build a website. Um, we tried, we put a lot, a lot of money that I should not have done into this website with basically like zoom sessions and everything. But to answer your question, cause I could talk about drip all day long. Um, no, it's not coming back, but it lives within us. It's inspiration <laughs> for future things we're going to do. Uh, drip social. I think that community that we were building, we got about 500 people. Um, eventually I want to get into the NFT game and I yeah. want to launch it when NFTs aren't as scammy and it's not as confusing like it is right now. Right. Um, because I, I do know that that tech is going to come with VR when VR becomes a lot more prominent. And so I want to basically give, I want to create an NFT project and the people that supported Drip and were on that content wall that we were writing, I want to give them like a free NFT, a free airdrop or a, a whitelist, they call it, I think, or yeah, whitelist is, they change it all the names, but like you're guaranteed to get this. And so hopefully in four or five years, 
when NFTs and, you know, my mom knows what an NFT is and she understands how to airdrop it into digital wallets and stuff. If people are still, you know, hanging out Sam and Ty and they're in that following group, then they're going to get a potentially a very valuable NFT. That's dope. That's dope, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you were talking about it, like Sam is doing her thing with the, with the edit, with the editing, man. I, I saw her page and she, you know, she's, she's good. She's dropping a lot of knowledge on it. So, you know, tell her to keep doing it, man. <laughs> I will. I will. Yeah, she'll appreciate that. Yeah. She appreciate that. Yeah. I may I may have to hit her up and and and, and get some <laughs> get some courses. I need I need some help with some stuff. <laughs> She's good, man. She'll yeah. help you out. You you're you're a family to us, man. You're supporting us. So I'm she'll she'll do anything she can for you. You don't need to pay or do anything like that. Sure. She she may be looking at me like Ty, like <laughs> we're gonna make everything. You mess, you're messing up my business, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So but the plan the plan is right now like we're just we are uh resetting um we're back at my parents house right now you know i'm 27 or i'm 30 sam's 27 we're living with my parents it just it makes sense right now man like we got everything we need here Uh, my dad and mom are being super helpful with getting us you know financially taken care of with just some stuff that we got to get figured out um we also need to just kind of get a refresh of being in the hometown uh being getting back to your roots getting seeing your old high school coach, driving around familiar areas. It feels really good. Um, we've been all over the place. I mean, I've been to 40 different states out of 50. Sam's been all over the place. Uh, it would, and it's crazy because we always wanted to get away from Charlotte. And now we love it. You know, we love the uh, security. We love the our friends and our family. And it's just a different mindset. So we're here in Charlotte. Uh, I'm training at Tread Athletics, which is um, probably the most premier organization out there group out there for allowing and teaching pitchers how to throw harder. And that's my number one goal right now is just to throw harder. So I'm going to be training at tread. Um, Sam's going to be continuing her brand and business. I may actually also start picking up some lessons. Um, coaching was something I told myself I'd never do. Right. I never wanted to, I never wanted to teach the game. I told myself growing up, I'll never be the baseball player that just, he finishes his career and then he stays in baseball. And I kind of judge that lifestyle. And my nephews, they live about five minutes away. And so I started teaching them last year when I was training and I loved it. I love training uh, that younger generation because they may be, they may have a hard time focusing, but if you can kind of be direct to them and you can keep their attention and keep them right here, they'll follow along. And I want, I truly just have like, in helping imp- people improve and i got a lot of knowledge especially in the game the mental side of it um how to slow things down how to control what you can control um i've been through a lot so hopefully i'm working on something i don't know what's going to happen here but i've uh you know i may do some pitching lessons and just continue to train and continue to help sam with her business a little bit and hopefully i'll hear something back from the dominican winter league if not then i plan on going to puerto rico if not Puerto Rico, I plan to go into Venezuela. If not Venezuela, I plan to go into the Australian Baseball League. So I want to play baseball. Yeah, right. You know, I need to I, I need to keep throwing. Um, I need to I'm not going to shut it down this year and get and my plan is to get signed and be a closer next year for a big league club. Absolutely. I, I love it, man. Like I said, you know, we we start this journey in lifetime and we never know where it's going to take us, man. We and but once you find your purpose, you know, it comes calling. So you never know, man. You might just be one of the best coaches out there when, when it's all said and done, mm-hmm. when, when when you decide to kind of like go into that full time if you do do that. So 
you know you never know man you never know what this wow. life is gonna yeah. is, is gonna is gonna take you but last last question before i uh i let you get out of here man what are you and sam watching right now like what shows are y'all into right now oh geez well we uh just finished black mirrors nice. um yeah that's crazy as always uh we just watched a show called i think it's called paradise we were in vegas watching it that's crazy that is a like futuristic show about people like give up their um basically like if you're in debt or something or you need a loan they have this machine and it sucks the life out of you and so you like if you want to give up 30 years it's going to cost it's going to like give you 500k and you may need that 500k to pay a loan or like wow. if you want to buy 30 years then you need to like buy it and then like but it's it's kind of crazy in society because it's basically about like rich people just like having the money and like poor people not being able to like live and then they give this money and then the people to, it's it's like deep dude it's yeah, deep. Yeah. i'm like i didn't i didn't expect it. it's called i think it's called paradise um that's what we watched the other day uh to be honest that's really it like sam and i last night we turned netflix on and i'm like you feel, you feel like watching Netflix right now? <laughs> I'm like, I kind of just want to talk to you outside on the porch and just right. talk, you know, talk about business, talk about life, yeah. talk about just like chill and talk. And like, we were like, yeah, I don't want to watch Netflix. And so something will come out that we'll watch again. But yeah, those are the yeah. two main right now. All right, cool, man. That's what's up, man. Well, listen, yeah. Ty, you know, you yeah. know, you're my guy, man. Um, You know, I would love to, I'd love to come down there where you guys are at and film like a vlog episode one day. So, you know, we can be able to set that up, man. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. Man, we'd love that. Uh, we'd love that for sure. We'll we'll take you take you out. You can crash in my parents' house in the spare room. So you you don't need a hotel, man. So you you got a room there. My in laws or my buddies. So we can save you a little bit of money on that case. But any, but regardless, Barry, you're gonna be a star in this podcast world, and you probably already are. But I I, I love it, man. You got it. And I told you this last time. I just I love your energy. You ask great questions. You get it. You just, you're good, man. And I appreciate it. Now, I appreciate you, my guy. We'll talk, man. Definitely. Thank you. a la venta para amigos y familiares de JCPenney hasta el domingo. Usa el cupón de 30% extra en la tienda y llena tu carrito con estilo y ahorros. Y obtén hasta 60% de descuento en joyería fina y de moda. Además, ahorra hasta 40% en ropa elegante para toda la familia. Compren juntos y luzcan de lo mejor este otoño. JCPenney, vale la pena. Selección de estilos, aplican exclusiones, cupón y oferta de ropa válidos hasta el 8 de octubre. Oferta de joyería válida hasta el 22 de octubre. Detalles en la tienda JCP.com.